0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Howie's new book, Paperboy. To order today, go to HowieCarshow.com and click on store.
1: Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio, it's the Grace Curley Show. We gotta bring in a new voice, a young voice, a rising voice. Grace Curley. You can read Grace's work in the Boston Herald and the Spectator. Especially Grace, Grace, stand up. Here's the millennial with the mic, Grace Curley.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Grace Curley Show. And a happy Monday to all of you. First Monday we've been here in a while, Jared. And I'm excited to start the week off with everybody. I hope you were able to stay warm this weekend, stay inside, stay off the roads. And we have a busy, busy, busy day today as far as news goes. Um, I think we're going to get even more sound. My cut sheet already runneth over with this Nancy Pelosi nonsense. But we're going to have more sound as the day goes on because Dr. Fauci is testifying today in front of Congress about COVID-19. And so many of the questions that we all still have will hopefully maybe get some answers today or at least we'll get a good grilling. You know, that's always fun. I know Jared appreciates that when you hear... When Fauci makes one of his noises, you know, he gets a little nervous up there on the stand. So perhaps we will get that. We'll keep an eye on it. Um, And like I mentioned, we have great Nancy Pelosi sound just making absolutely no sense. But at the same time, assuring you that all of these things going on with the courts and with Trump, it's too complicated for you, for your little uh, puny brains Don't try to understand the intricacies of the legalities of the formalities that you have no idea how to comprehend. Okay, leave that to Nancy Pelosi because her brain is operating like nothing you've ever seen. She is the sharpest tool in the shed. So she will be doing all the important stuff. You just worry about going in and voting for Joe Biden. Don't worry if Trump's not on the ballot. Just find the, the big letters that say Joe. J O E. And you'll be all set. Now uh, we also have Ari Hoffman. What's that about. Ari Hoffman uh, from the Post Millennial joining the show in the one o'clock to talk about the latest acts of bravery from the anti-Israel traffic blockers in Seattle. You know, is there any highway that these people will not block traffic on? They are so brave. We're gonna talk to Ari about that. And of course, Kicking off this week, back from the holidays, you know what the big story is here at the Howie Carr Radio Network. Howie Carr is back. He's, uh, he's back from his vacation. And, you know, while I was, I was here during the break and um, I would talk to some people like in my family and stuff. And everyone would say, oh, how, what's Howie doing for his vacation? You know, all these questions. And then something that a few people actually said to me was, oh, he must be bummed out that he's missing out on some of these big stories. Because there were, Jared. I mean, for for a holiday break, there were some pretty big stories. Notably, Claudine Gay resigning from Harvard. That was one where in the green room, we all said to ourselves, is Howie gonna, how gonna make an appearance here? Is he gonna just decide, hey, I'm cutting the vacation short?
2: And we won't get into details, but needless to say, the captain's had a pretty good two weeks, which he'll get into later today.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, then I was thinking about it. I'm sure. I was thinking, like, oh, you know, he might be kind of bummed out. He's missing some of these big stories. And then over the weekend, news broke that Odyssey filed for bankruptcy. And I thought... I thought, you know, I think Howie's okay that he missed the other stuff. Just the fact that he, the timing worked out for him to come back to this news. I think that that is probably. In this is just a prediction. I could be totally off base, but I'm going to go on the record here and say that I think Howie's heart feels like an alligator. He can confirm or deny that during the car crossover later today. Uh, but what I wanted to start with is this story that is picking up a lot of steam, um, and it's about. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin. Now, you all know Lloyd Austin. Um, he's he's a pretty uh, quiet figure in the Biden administration. He's a man of few words. You don't hear a lot about him. I mean, he's...
2: Oh, well, he's speaking through a mask and a shield most of the time. Yeah. So it's hard to hear him. <laughs>
0: And he's over. he's been overseeing a lot of disasters. So just because he's a man of few words doesn't mean he hasn't had his fair share of absolute failures as the defense secretary. But I wanted to read the story, Jared, because it's getting weirder and weirder as time goes on, okay? And keep in mind, so Lloyd Austin doesn't tell anyone that he's going, you know, he's going to be out of office for an elective surgery. And then... Something goes wrong with the elective surgery. He has to go back into the hospital. He's gone for a few days. Again, nobody knows this. Now, before I even read this story from Politico, and I am going to actually read directly from it, and here's why. I think the timeline is important. And if I try to riff and go off the cuff, we'll lose some of those details. So I am going to read directly from this. But I want to remind you right now, and I actually want to throw this out to the callers, that in most companies in this country, if you did what Lloyd Austin did, you'd be out in your ass. If you did not show up for work and did not let anyone know why, you'd be in a lot of trouble. Now, now, if you called up Jared and said, hey, I got into a fender bender, you know, there was a, okay, maybe. But if you knew you were going to be out of office for an elective surgery and you just didn't bother to tell anyone, I don't care what kind of shop you're running, a donut shop, I, I, it doesn't matter. You'd be letting a lot of people down. People would be disappointed in you to use a Charlie Baker coin of freeze. So the reason I say all this is because when you think about everything that's going on in the world right now, the fact that Lloyd Austin pulled this stunt is pretty amazing. So let's go through this article from Politico. Now, keep in mind, it's from Politico. So there's going to be a lot of eye rolling sentences, eye rolling inducing sentences in this article. And I'm going to skip around just a little bit. I'm reading most of it But, you know, for time's sake, there are a couple parts I have to skip over. It says at a White House meeting last week, Jake Sullivan, the National Security Advisor, noticed that Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin was absent. A top Pentagon official, Sasha Baker, was there in his place. There was nothing obviously unsettling about this. Okay, as long as it wasn't obviously unsettling, maybe a little unsettling, but not obviously unsettling. Austin was scheduled to work from home and lower level aides often sit in for their boss. But what neither Sullivan nor Baker knew at that moment was that Austin was already hospitalized at Walter Reed National Military Medical Center with complications from an undisclosed surgical procedure. Days later, Austin's secret hospitalization has spiraled into a drama engulfing the upper echelons of the Biden administration. Senior White House officials are struggling. Yeah, they're struggling. Not just with this. Struggling. They're struggling with everything, but they are struggling to answer questions about who knew what and when about the former general's medical emergency. Criticism is pouring in from Congress and the media. And since the Pentagon went public with the situation Friday night... New reports are coming in, including Politico's disclosure on Saturday evening that the Pentagon had not informed President Joe Biden or the National Security Council for days that Austin was indisposed. Now, again, besides saying that this wouldn't fly at your company, like if you're an accountant and you'd probably get in more trouble than he's getting in, let's also keep in mind that things aren't really smooth sailing right now. Like things could be going better. This isn't exactly a peaceful time in the United States of America or in the world. Things are tense. There are multiple wars. You know how Biden always likes to brag that he's walked through two active war zones? That's because there's active wars going on. Someone should have mentioned that to Lloyd Austin or to somebody in his orbit. The strange saga has fixed Washington on one question. What is going on with the Secretary of Defense? I want to mention here. A lot of people are trying to guess what his surgery was. He had an elective surgery. So, you know, and I was watching Fox today and Ainsley said, you know, your, your mind automatically goes to like, cosmetic surgery. I don't know if it was some sort of weight loss procedure, cosmetic procedure. I don't know. There's, there's only so many things that can be elective surgery, I guess. Um, but what I will say is I don't really even care so much about that. Like, If you got an elective surgery, I, I don't really know why you do that right now when you have such a important position. But if you went through the proper protocols, this wouldn't really be a story. I might still sit here and say, I don't know if you need to get an elective surgery right now. But I wouldn't be saying nobody knew about it. The President of the United States didn't know that his Secretary of Defense was indisposed. That's kind of a big deal. White House and Pentagon aides insist that Austin's job is not in jeopardy, at least not yet. Well, of course, nobody's job Again, I go back to T.J. Ducklow, this poor sucker. T.J. Ducklow calls up a reporter and threatens her in a very Andrew Cuomo-esque way. And he has to resign. When you look back in hindsight now, all the nonsense that the best and the brightest get to pull and nobody gets held accountable. And I didn't think of this. Somebody else, a lot of people on Twitter are pointing this out. That if Austin survived the Afghanistan withdrawal, you think this is going to do it? Absolutely not. Like being MIA for a couple days from work, it's going to take a lot more. I don't know what it would take for Joe Biden to fire somebody. And I actually want to go over that a little bit because now I'm starting to wonder if he's afraid if he fires somebody that they'll start dishing the dirt on him. You know, maybe it's like a protective measure. We keep everybody in so that no one starts leaking i don't know but i do not think i was going to make that the poll question is austin going to get the boot but it seems stupid to me because like of course he's not going to get the boot and you know what you know what ensured even more so his job security donald trump goes on true social and you know as he's want to do and I, i don't mind this he goes on true social and says that austin should be fired immediately and i thought well now he's in forever now this guy is untouchable if anything, Trump should have gone on True Social and said, I think they should let Lloyd stay. Let Lloyd stay. And then maybe the Biden White House would have said, we got to cut this dude loose. But if Trump says you got to get fired, you got to fire him, then that's just the way they operate. They're never going to punish him. It's says senior defense department and White House officials still don't know the details of the procedure. There has been no accounting yet for the decision to withhold information about Austin's medical emergency from the public and even the president. That eventual disclosure blindsided Austin's close colleagues. Austin joined a White House meeting about attacks. So listen to this. It says, Austin joined a White House meeting about attacks in the Middle East by Iran-backed proxies by phone on January 1st, the same day he was hospitalized. Baker's appearance at another White House meeting last week, this one about the deteriorating situation in Haiti, did not raise any eyebrows. So officials were shocked when Austin's chief of staff sent an email to top DOD civilian and military officials only two hours before the Pentagon publicly announced the secretary's hospitalization on Friday. The email was bare bones, containing no information, no more information than the public statement. It says, and throughout the week, Deputy Secretary of Defense uh, Kathleen Hicks had to partially and occasionally, this part's crazy, this is the lady who assumes the duties of Austin if he is having elective surgery or, you know, just can't be there. They start telling her, like, you got to step in for this meeting or you got to step in for this. She's on vacation in Puerto Rico. This was supposed to be like a Swiss Army knife operation with these people. We were supposed to, oh, the adults are back in charge. Normalcy's back. It feels so good to have the adults in the room. Everybody's either like on vacation or not answering their phones. It's chaos. And ready for this, year. This is my favorite part. This is how you know it's Politico. It says, it's also caused a major embarrassment for an administration that prides itself on professionalism, communication, and teamwork, especially as it contrasts itself to the chaos of Donald Trump's presidency. I don't remember any of this happening during Donald Trump's presidency. Like, I remember the chaos of, oh, he got two scoops of ice cream. But if there was something like this, if Pompeo just suddenly was like, ah, sorry, guys, forgot to tell you that I've been gone for six days. I would have remembered that it would have been a headline. But this is the professionalism they're, they're supposedly contrasting themselves with. It's just and there's more there's way more to this i want to get your take 844-500-4242 i also want to hear from people who have been bosses before because i don't come at this from the perspective of boss i just think of it as an employee i would never leave you know my coworkers in the lurch for five days so i want to know from bosses like what would the appropriate punishment be do you fire somebody in this case i don't know In the past couple years alone, close to 50 satisfied Grace listeners have allowed J.J. Manning auctioneers to sell their valuable real estate assets quickly, contingency free and for the highest price the market will pay. Don't wait. You can be next. Since 1976, J.J. Manning's project based approach of selling real estate has generated positive results for individuals, families, builders, companies, banks, estates and more. You set the sale. And you have one consolidated open house. So you don't have people showing up two o'clock on a Thursday. You got to clean the whole house, get ready for them. It's one consolidated open house. There's no last minute showings. And the sellers, that's you. You're never left out in the cold. So, they want to create a sense of teamwork through the auction process and they want to make it so there's no distress and you can set the terms. You can sell contingency free. And the best part, the buyer pays all commissions. JJ Manning uses their 30 30 marketing plan that's 30 days of advertising and 30 days to close. No haggling and no changes to your deal. To learn more on how to get your commercial, residential, or land sold quickly, contact Charlie Gill at 800 521 0111 or go to jjmanning.com. Call Charlie today at or go to jjmanning.com and get your real estate sold. We'll be right back.
1: You're listening to The Grace Curley Show. This is The Grace Curley Show.
0: Welcome back, everyone, to The Grace Curley Show. You know, you could figure this out, I guess, because I'm wondering how this is going to go now with KJP or John Kirby, who, whoever wins the, uh, the podium today. And I'm thinking what what's a question you could ask KJP that she won't wiggle out of? And of course, there's no question. There's no question she feels compelled to answer. She'll redirect you. She'll, you know, she'll point you to a statement. I think at this point we could all be really good press secretaries because we understand now that you just have to memorize like 10 lines and just keep regurgitating them over and over again. So I have two questions, two free ideas for the reporters. The first one is, Corrine, could you please explain to me how Lloyd Austin not letting anyone know that he was out for surgery is the fault of Republicans? Because eventually she's going to get there, so you might as well prompt her for it. Explain to us how this is Donald Trump's fault. Explain to us how this is the fault of Republicans in Congress, that Lloyd Austin can't bother to tell his boss he's going to be gone for a couple days. And the second question would be, and maybe you'd have to ask Lloyd Austin this or someone in the Pentagon. But the other question would be, what would the response be if this were a regular staffer working for Lloyd Austin? If there, if this was someone on his team, what would his response be? If someone who was working underneath Lloyd Austin went AWOL for how many days was it? Like five?
2: I think it was six.
0: Six days. What would the response be? Would there be any consequences or are we, just, are we just running a complete clown show at this point? I know we are. I know that's what they're doing at the White House. But and, and you go back to this was not only supposed to be the most competent administration in history. You had all these brainiacs, you know, all these people come from these these incredible think tanks where all our money goes to. And they all have degrees from these elite institutions. But beyond that, let's take it a step further. This was supposed to be the most transparent administration in history. They can't even be transparent with each other. You think they're being transparent with us? They won't tell us anything that's going on. They will tell you, they'll pee on you and they'll tell you it's raining. They won't even tell each other the truth. But we're supposed to believe that they're giving us the straight facts when Lloyd Austin won't even tell the big man. Now, we did just have a caller. He didn't want to stay on the air. But I thought he made a good point. He said, it's possible that Lloyd Austin did tell Joe. And maybe Joe just forgot. That's always a possibility. And that always is something in in a business, Jared, that you have to get used to. You gotta write things down because you don't wanna end up in this situation. You don't wanna end up in a situation where you have a boss like Joe Biden, you say, Hey, just so you know, I'm gonna be out Thursday, and then you know, then he comes around and blames you. That's that, I
1: hardly remember those days.
0: <laughs> but I, I think in this case I think in this case, you gotta write it down. Or you gotta have one of your staffers. Now I have seen people writing in these articles that It's the fault of someone in his office, you know, like somebody dropped the ball. But I'm all about accountability. You know, I'm all about it starts at the top. And I'm sick of these Democrats who I've been told are brilliant and brave and historic. I'm sick of them blaming the low level staffers for not working the computers correctly. This one's on Austin. He needs to answer for it. I'm going to read you more from this Politico article, and we got a lot of sound to get to when we come back.
1: Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio. I just want to thank you both, and I want to thank the, the, the uh, former general. I keep calling him general, but my my uh the guy who runs that outfit over there uh i want to make sure we thank
0: the secretary for all he's done to try to implement what we just talked about the guy that runs that outfit over there was not running that outfit for six days unbeknownst to everyone at the white house yeah i forgot how many times joe biden has forgotten Lloyd Austin's name. We have a we have another one, Jared. I think.
1: Reason why when the general, when the se- secretary of state asked me if I'd send another twelve thousand troops along to the United States, I said, "Yeah, from the United States, we had a hundred thousand American forces here in Europe."
0: When Jared, when was that? Because usually when you play flashbacks, I I can't believe how sharp Biden sounds. But in that, that was case,
2: March of twenty twenty two was the second
0: one Ooh, and to think it's only gotten worse since the first then. one was
2: March of 2021 so I guess March is the season where Joe Biden forgets the name of Lloyd Austin
0: oh that's bad for Lloyd though I bet he's wishing right now that Joe Biden would forget his name like you don't remember me don't worry about it I'll be in come on boss man he's really hoping that Joe Biden is a lenient boss which I'm sure he is I mean everything's a disaster but it's it's cracks me up how he's like no one's going to get punished for this. Like, and then I read in Politico and I'm reading this story. It says, it says, the Lloyd Austin fallout is growing. And here's the quote, someone's head has to roll. Says who? Like, why, why, do, why do people think that anyone's head is going to roll? Has anyone's head ever rolled in this administration? It does not matter how many things go wrong. No heads will be rolling ever. Period. This is what they like. I think that I'm starting to believe those people who I always thought were a little nutty who call up and say, the chaos is the point. Maybe it is. Maybe this is what they want. You look at the southern border. You look at these wars breaking out. Maybe they just want this chaos. Maybe this is the goal. And so why not take a couple days off? Can only make things worse, right? And that's what we're aiming for. Let me read you this. It says, Austin, Now. Again, Politico is trying so hard. This is what I hate about these stories. Even when they get this scoop, even when they get this, this awesome scoop that I would love to read, they have to couch it. Like any criticism, they, they can never pounce and weaponize and seize on their own. So they have to sugarcoat everything and make excuses. And here's a perfect example. They're going through how Austin has totally dropped the ball on this. And then they write, Austin is already trying to clean up one of his rare public missteps. It's like, okay, he's not going to fire you at Politico. Take it easy. Just write what happened. He says, I recognize I could have done a better job ensuring the public was appropriately informed. I commit to doing better. This was my medical procedure and I take full responsibility for my decisions about disclosure.
2: Seems like something you should have recognized up front.
0: I would recognize this if I had, when I was younger, if I had a babysitting gig and I couldn't show up. I would recognize that somebody has to know about this. Not showing up is a fireable offense in my eyes. Not showing up for six days when there's a lot of things going on in the world. No question. Now, this is, this is the part that really blew my mind, okay? It says, the secretary's unexplained absence is coming at a difficult time. Tensions in the Middle East are skyrocketing, with the Pentagon forming plans to strike Houthis in Yemen for attacking ships in the Red Sea. Hezbollah seems poised to escalate its fight with Israel, just as Israel transitions to a less intense phase of its war against Hamas and Gaza. Meanwhile, Western resolve toward Ukraine is waning. And there's little sign that Congress will pass billions for more military aid as Republicans and Democrats first hash out a border security deal. I would add in here, but besides that, it's a slow work week for Lloyd Austin. Anything else you want to add in here for reasons he should be in the office?
2: You know, the last two weeks of the year is notoriously slow for a lot of businesses.
0: I got to play this. Especially
2: the Pentagon.
0: John Kirby is uh, the spokesperson here, and he's going to tell us what's going on with Austin. Can I get cut 10, please?
2: level of frustration at the NSC about Secretary Austin not informing the White House until later about his hospitalization, and will there be any consequences for that?
3: I think, uh, look, uh, our main focus right now is on Secretary Austin's health and uh, uh, making sure that he gets all the care and the support that he needs to to fully recover. That's the focus. Uh, He has already resumed all his authorities. Um, He's already... uh, doing all of the functions he would normally do. He's just he's doing it right now uh, from, uh, from the hospital. Um, uh, we'll, uh, we'll obviously, I think, as you might expect, uh, we'll take a look at uh, process and procedure here uh, and uh, try to learn from this experience and if there's some changes that
0: need to be made. Uh... Well, here's a really quick way to figure it out. And I know John Kirby, again, you know, he has lower standards when it comes to what counts as a success. Like he, he chopped Afghanistan up as a success, I believe, from his perch, as he put it. So it's I don't been a
2: nice perch.
0: Yeah, I don't know where that perch was, but uh, I'm sure a lot of people wish they could be on that perch at the time. But I just think he's not—he's not a man that's overly concerned with the details. But I think a really good way, Jared, to figure out the problem with the process is to know what the process is. Like, what is the process? If you're a reporter, you could say. And of course, they're not going to do this because, and we'll get into this later, they have strict instructions from the Biden administration to be nicer to them. There was a meeting with the Biden administration where they told these reporters, hey, you have to do a better job at kissing our ass. Okay, you have to do a better job at sucking up to us. You have to do a better job at embarrassing yourself on a day to day basis. Okay, that's the deal figure it out or as David Harsani once put it the media is not quite hackish enough for Joe Biden so that's what they told the media but if I were a reporter and I I got to talk to John Kirby I would say what is the process but right there what is the process because that's a really fast way I'm not a lawyer but that's a fast way that we can determine what went wrong here because if you're at a company Jared and you go missing for five days they probably have a process in place that the rest of your coworkers adhere to that doesn't involve going MIA and not telling anyone and then calling in a backup like if Jared goes missing for five days okay and then he calls in his backup and that backup is in Puerto Rico I would say to Jared we have a problem not only were you gone but the person that you brought in that you wanted to save your ass was in Puerto Rico and this is and, and I'm not demeaning what we do here, Jared. But This is a radio program. These people are running the United States of America. Well, several wars are breaking out. This is kind of big stuff. And the other thing I would say here is when you when you really get a close up look at how dysfunctional this White House is. I, I keep going back to and I didn't even play it because it scared me to be quite honest. There was a cut of Catherine Herridge. It was right around New Year's. And she was on one of the morning shows. And they were making predictions. And she said she was predicting a Black Swan type of event because there's so many national security threats. And she used to be – Catherine Herridge is pretty good. She used to be on Fox. Now I think she's CBS. And because now she's CBS, she can't say the obvious national security threat, which is we have a wide open border that no one seems concerned about except for Republicans, that nobody wants to fund any border security, uh, that Joe Biden doesn't want to go, that Mayorkas is blaming climate change for the historic number of migrants who are coming in unvetted. Uh, Jake Tapper is excusing people who are coming in, who are on the terror watch list, because it doesn't mean they're necessarily terrorists. They're just on the terror watch list. So Catherine Herridge couldn't say, well, you know, the fact that we have a wide open border doesn't help matters either. But she referenced a lot of national security threats, a lot of geopolitical problems that are going on. And she said, I'm I'm afraid, I hate to be depressing here, but I'm afraid there's going to be a Black Swan-style event. And I think the reason I didn't play it is because... I really don't want her to be right because it scares me. But the more I see of this administration and something like this, where the Secretary of Defense goes AWOL for six days and comes back and he's not even going to get in trouble for it, makes me think that what Catherine Herridge said is not just probable, but inevitable. Like, how can we function like this? These are the people that were supposed to bring, you know, all the order back, all the norms back. The norms have been restored. They have not been restored. Now, I want to play one more cut here from John Kirby. Um, this is cut 11, please.
3: There are some calls for him to be fired. Is that something that the president is wanting or considering doing? The president's number one focus is on his health and recovery. And he looks forward to having him back uh, at the Pentagon as soon as possible. Uh, uh, the president... Uh, respects the fact that Secretary Austin took ownership for the lack of transparency. He also respects the amazing job he's done as defense secretary. And how he's handled multiple crises over the last almost three years now. Um, and uh, very much values his uh, advice, candor, leadership. Uh, and again, looks forward to having him back in the I,
0: I got to ask, what would it take for Biden to lose confidence in someone? If this doesn't shake your confidence in someone and he's so impressed with it, uh, he's handling all these issues that just magically started up when Joe Biden took over. Weird, right? It's weird that all of these problems started when Joe Biden entered the White House. Just something I've noticed. And I got to read you this line because we are going to move on from this because I have so many other things that we, we got to get to today. But I got to read you this line one more time because this is the media for you in a nutshell. It also caused a major embarrassment for an administration that prides itself on professionalism, communication and teamwork, especially as it contrasts itself to the chaos of Donald Trump's presidency. I don't remember anyone, you know, uh, stealing luggage off carousels from the, the Donald Trump administration. I don't remember that. Jared, you could probably think of 400 things right now. They were chaotic under Joe Biden that didn't happen under Donald Trump.
2: Oh, I mean, uh, somebody stealing luggage. The Secretary of Defense just taking like going AWOL for six days. Nobody wondering where he went. Nobody asking where he was. Uh, cocaine in the White House. A couple dog attacks. Um, Easter Bunny Command Center. Cocaine in the White House. Yeah, that, re- that was remember that? One. That feels like, like eight years ago.
0: Yeah, that was when I just kind of let go. Yeah. You know, I was on maternity leave and I said, you know what? It's summertime. Let him have a little fun. I'm not going to be a stickler here.
2: Biden's speaking at his childhood black church right now.
0: Yeah. Well, he was raised in that church. So, yeah. um, no, he is speaking at um, a-, a church in South Carolina. I think the the topic is very, very serious. Um, it's about a mass shooting that occurred in 2015. And I-, I did see today, though, that people were saying that this is his attempt to reconnect with black voters who are abandoning his campaign heading into 2024 in numbers that I can't, I mean, I can believe them, but if I were Joe Biden, I'd be very nervous about it. So we're not going to take this though, Jared, because I listened to a little bit of his speech on Friday and the speeches that he is giving right now, the MAGA man, you know, white supremacy speeches, I I cannot handle it. My blood pressure goes through the roof. He is so dishonest And he's just he's so weak that it pains me. What I do want to talk about, though, is Nancy Pelosi, because Nancy Pelosi was on ABC with George Stephanopoulos, and they were talking about Donald Trump being booted off the ballots. Now, she made absolutely no sense, but uh, she did say one thing I found very telling. She kind of said the quiet part out loud about voters. And we will get to that when we come back. Before that, though, Jared, we need to talk about the Nasa Beach Inn because this is such a great place. And right now, right after the holidays, I find people get into a little bit of a slump. You know, you have the high of going to all these parties and doing all this Christmas shopping and seeing everybody. And then it kind of feels like you're in the the long haul of wintertime. Well, it's nice to put something on your calendar that you can look forward to. And there's no better place to look forward to going than the Nasa Beach Inn.
2: Yeah, the Nassau Beach Inn is the best getaway spot that I've been to. It, It was so tranquil down there because it's the Cape during winter, so there's none of the usual craziness. It's just you and the beach and your steps from the beach. You can hear the ocean. You can walk along the beach. You can watch the sunrise, whether you want to watch the sunrise on the beach or looking out the picture windows in your room, cozy by the fireplace or sitting out at one of the fire pits. You can see stars. You can see the moon rise. Winter on the Cape is fantastic, and Nauset Beach Inn is the place you want to go.
0: Yes, it is. And like Jared said, it's just a really great place to visit. And for this price, you cannot beat it. You can stay at the Nosset Beach Inn for under $200 this winter. So don't delay because these rooms go fast. All you have to do is go to NossetBeachInn.com. That's NossetBeachInn.com. It's 844-500-4242. And you know what? I I didn't know a lot about, uh, this is a side note. I did not know a lot about Mike Johnson, Jared, until he became Speaker of the House. And I want to add him to my list. Here's what list that is. My list of Republicans who can and should handle mainstream media reporters. That's my rule. Is yeah, if, he is a
2: very good communicator.
0: If you cannot handle it, if you don't know what you're getting into, I suggest you stay away. And there's some people who they're smart. I, I like them, but they get you know they get in, into these panels on CBS and they kind of they lose the plot a little bit and they don't make us look great. Mike Johnson, I am pleasantly surprised. This guy keeps his cool. He does it in a really non-confrontational way. He doesn't come off as arrogant, but he knows what he's talking about. And he's not easily flustered by these hacks in the media. I have a good example of it we'll get to later in the show. Uh, again, the number is 844-500-4242. Really big show today. And Howie Carr is coming back at 3, which I'm excited about. So don't go anywhere.
1: Follow Grace on Twitter at G underscore Curly. This is the Grace Curly Show.
0: You know what I am excited about today? There's so many things, Jared. To be looking forward to i'm looking forward to the golden globes the ratings coming out because i happened to watch the monologue i don't know why it was i think i had it on that channel before and it was on tv and it was i've seen some bad monologues because you guys know i like a word shows for sometimes this was so painful the comedian Actually, at one point when no one was laughing, basically made an excuse and said, I got this gig 10 days ago. You know, these aren't all my jokes. The funny ones are my jokes, but the other ones don't expect a perfect monologue. And I'm sitting there going, dude, you can't do that. Once you accept the gig, it's yours. You don't get to get up there and make jokes and then say the, the, the ones you're not laughing at, I didn't write. We'll talk about it a little bit. Today's poll question is brought to you by Colette Tours and the November 16th Listener Getaway to Iceland with Caroline Levitt. I was talking to Caroline this weekend. Very excited for her and for all the listeners. And she's filling in for me later this week, so you'll hear more about it then. For more information, go to gracecurleyshow.com and click on the Listener Getaway banner. Jared, what is the poll question and what are the results thus far?
2: Today's poll question, which you can vote in at gracecurleyshow.com, is who deserves to be fired more, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin or DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas.
0: Say what you want about Mayorkas, and you all know I don't like him. I did a whole show on it on Friday. But he he knows enough to call ahead if he's not going to make it into the <laughs> office, okay? That's that's my bar right now for these people is who's gonna show up as Pete Buttigieg would say hey everyone it's Pete I'm in the office like that's now now I understand why he was bragging about it because I guess in this administration it's something worth bragging about showing up to work is an accomplishment when you're dealing with the best and the brightest so I'm gonna say Austin's worse
2: only 10% say Lloyd Austin, 90% for Mayorkas.
0: Maybe I'll change my mind as time goes on. Um, Jared, I-, I know we don't have a lot of time here. Can I get a little bit of cut too, please? This is Nancy Pelosi.
3: Challenge that we have in our country, and it's a reflection of a dis. We have people who don't want to believe the truth for whatever attitudes they have otherwise. But again, during this Period. This campaign year, it behooves us uh, to speak with respect for all concern in a unifying way to bring people together.
0: Wow. Talk about saying the quiet part out loud. When we need people to vote for us, we will not call them MAGA morons, but just give it a minute and we can go back to calling these people idiots, which is what we really believe. That's the translation. It's campaign time, so we have to pretend to be nice and respectful of these, of half the country that we abhor. Nancy Pelosi, everybody. We'll be right back with Ari Hoffman.